Hello and welcome to the Client Blue Podcast. We're back with one of our little unscripted videos, I like to call this. Not that the other stuff is planned to, to a degree. Yeah, like we're, not, we're not reading uh, yeah. <laughs> an auto-cue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, none of them are unscripted, but I suppose in the sense that I've got no like pre-planned thoughts or questions to ask you specifically. That's good. <laughs> um, so we'll see where this goes. Today's uh, video is almost a... Uh, a love letter to Yuri Tielemans, to, to Nick on the Matt Kendrick's <laughs> recent podcast titles. Um, somebody that was scapegoated, I suppose, to a certain extent. Somebody that was criticised in his early Villa career. Somebody that we thought would might, would maybe be unfit and, and whatnot and, and didn't quite fit in. Where would he play? What position would he play? Who comes in the team for him? Who comes out of the team for him? He's now become a player that is not undroppable, but somebody who's very important mm-hmm. to you know, Emery. This podcast was recorded before Bubakar Kamara's ACL injury, so do please bear that in mind. That may change some of the context of the conversation. But we wanted to post it anyway because it's nice, isn't it, to be positive about one of our players. You know, Emery's basically come in and um, looked at Taylor's and thought, well, I know what I want to do with him, and I'm surprised by where he's playing now. It's not something I expected. I thought he'd be like a deep midfielder just to put in sorry when mm. we did the like the low down on Yuri Tielemans with Jordan Blackwell who's like the Leicester version yeah, of you yeah. for, for reach he was kind of those questions about his fitness and the kind of like Tielemans head down wobble thing that he does when he's running back and he's out of fit, he, you know, he's feeding it <laughs> Tielemans, head Tielemans, down Tielemans, wobble Tielemans head wobble yeah like when he's wobble head he said like yeah. when he looks unfit he's like he'll run away and he'll be like like he does that when he's like struggling right. which I can't say I've seen it at Villa to be honest um, but the, the, the theory then was that I think I asked him like could he play as a number 10 or off the left I could quite see him on that left hand side role covering for Jacob Ramsey or rotating with him That do you think he's got the, the capabilities to do something like that or is he purely a central player no I, I I have to say based on what I know Villa and what I've seen I would say that Ramsey and McGinn would be much better at that than Tielemans would be. Okay. If Villa wanted to get the best out of him, I think he would have to play in one of the positions that you've said, either Kamara or Louise place. For Tielemans to be operating in the roles that he is now, whether it's like starting off the left in a 4-4-2 like McGinn does off the right, he's coming into those central positions and supporting Watkins, getting into the box, and that's something that, that nobody, I don't think, saw come in. So fair, 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 Apart from. Apart from <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. So yeah. Fair play to him for, for recognising those attributes. I think we basically explained why it took him a period of time to uh, to adapt, not only to um, no, you know, his, his new teammates and the coaching staff that Villa have, but it's, it is a new position for him because he hasn't been playing there in his career previously. He has always been a player who sits pretty pretty deep pretty much deeper um you know he gets among get amongst the goals and you know gets assistance so he's a very creative player um as i said earlier at leicester is a sensational talent for most of his time there in the last season it obviously tailed off and i don't know whether that was because in the summer previous to that he was expecting a move maybe mm-hmm. um and that didn't come through and you know that can obviously impact a player's uh, mindset or you know whatever it may be uh, Leicester obviously struggling at the time too so you can't really take that into much consideration but the position he's playing now it just it looks like he's been playing there for five years and he hasn't uh, and weirdly it's you know he got a bit of criticism for taking quite a while to settle because let's be real he was he was quite poor when he first joined yeah. uh, and I feel a bit bad now for trying to criticise him because actually you flip it on its head and you say well he's adapted pretty quickly considering the change that he's made in terms of his position mm. uh, and God, you, you can imagine the amount of tactical work that goes into that from Emery as well he's not just standing higher up on the pitch <laughs> and receiving the ball closer to goal there's a whole lot 
more to it than that. Yeah. Isn't, you know, it's, it's not literally just where he's playing. It's um, all the tactical structure that comes into that and players that he's playing with that he hasn't before. Uh, you know, so yeah, huge change for him. But he's taking taking it pretty well now. Um, he seemed to have kind of a you know almost like a click of the finger sort of thing. Like he was struggling a little bit, and then I think he was like the Fulham game. I think he, he started. I think that was his first start in the Premier League for Villa. And he was very good. And since then, he's been very good. And yeah. he's almost, he rarely put a foot wrong. And a lot of people wrong. Yeah, again. Us as well. Yeah, yeah. why I was wrong about you, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> we seem to be doing that too much. <laughs> we say about Torres is massively important to Villa, and he absolutely is. And I think that is the one of, if not the key reason why Villa have um, uh, stru- or had struggled in that blip that they had. Mm. But Telemans was missing as well during yeah. that. Villa played exceptionally well against Man City, as did Tielemans. They then played very well in the first half against Arsenal. Uh, then Tielemans comes off at half-time. So again, is there a coincidence there? I don't think so. It, he is right down fundamental now, really. It's, it's his shirt to lose. And you were thinking, the back end of last season, Jacob Ramsey, uh, so important. And he is still important, of course, um, and a very good player. But Tielemans is now looking you know, part of, the, part of the furniture, I suppose, at Villa. See, I think there's a bit of revisionism if that's the word but I seem to remember talking about when he joined that it was going to be Tilo and, and Douglas Louise fighting for the same position for yeah, the yeah, same, same shirt that so he's a central midfield player Douglas mm-hmm. Louise starts every week where does Tielemans fit in <laughs> I don't think anyone was talking about him displacing well, uh, Emery, Jacob Ramsey Emery said something along the lines of oh we can play the four and I, I remember picking my head up in a press conference and thinking what? What? Because Ramsey, and then you got these guys. Four in midfield. How does like a box doesn't work? Tillemans doesn't play that high, and yeah. like again, but, but this I've, Emery's I'm, just seen something. We also we have given credit to Emery, and rightly so. But if Ramsey was fit all the way through the summer from last season into this with form, well, I still don't think Tillemans would have broken into the team. Maybe not. Ramsey's injuries played a key part as well. Uh, yeah, possibly so. And again, it's like the Torres and Mings thing. Where does that yeah, work? Yeah. But he clearly had a plan because I said he he mentioned when he joined. Yeah, he can play. Uh, you know, as a two, or we could play as a four. So he clearly thought, oh, Tillemans will come in and play in that role, which would have left Ramsey out because McGinn, Louise, and Kamara obviously, well, basically are undroppable, really. Uh, you got the captain and the two holding midfielders. So um, there was clearly a plan there all along. So yeah, uh, definitely Emery gets the credit there, but I do think a lot of it is down to Tillemans as well in terms of how he's adapted and taken on those coaching points because he was criticised quite a lot and that must have been quite annoying for him. Um, to deal with, and then his con- his comments about oh not playing, partic- you know, not playing too much in like the first international break of the year um, of the season. Sorry, those were taken out of context, and you're just thinking, oh, this, you know, all of a sudden Tillemans has got quite a lot of, you know, stick, and you know he's got a lot to prove. And then in the space of a couple more weeks, all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's why we signed him, and that's why Emery was so, um, you know, the recruitment team as well, speak to people there, they were really. Oh, you know, obviously pleased to sign Telemans, but it was almost like, oh yeah, you know, we know that we've really got a cracking deal here. Obviously, it was a free, yeah. but to um, get a player of that quality because they knew what they were getting. And as I said earlier, why some teams weren't, you know, competing with Villa for him. Obviously, Roma, AC Milan, those teams were, but you know, the Premier League is the Premier League, and yet to be one of the only top teams going for him was um, looking back now is a it's a shock on that kind of fitness and fatigue thing that a lot of people questioned when he first joined and you know the thing about Tillemans doesn't run much and if he does run then he looks very slow and lethargic and yeah. sluggish I haven't seen 
that in the last few weeks, which I think firstly is because of his fitness, is, you know, must just improved. Yeah. Um, not that he was particularly bad before. You know, I'm not aware of that. But secondly, again, positionally, where he is on the pitch, he doesn't have to go up and down. Yeah, yeah. He's allowed that freedom to operate. And to be honest, I think Douglas Louise probably looks at it and gets a bit jealous sometimes and thinks, oh, I'd like to have that kind of level of, um, you know, like we saw against Sheffield United, as soon as you gave Louise space, mm. he was, you know, he looked like a Barcelona midfielder. That element of freedom as well, I think, helps Tillemans a lot. He's not constantly uh, having to look over his shoulder um, and trap back and things like that. And by the way, he gets out of those situations very well for players yeah. and quick. Uh, when we signed him, the key stat that kind of drew me to him was um, uh, his ability to beat a man. It was He had one of the highest uh, um, kind of dual success rate in terms of getting past someone. I forget what the stats are called now, which is frustrating. But he's yeah, he kind of wriggles out of those situations very well for a player who can't knock it and run. He just uses he kind of just steps um, steps out of danger quite easily because he's quick and he, he sees everything so so much um, quicker than anyone else. I remember in out in America watching him against I think it was Fulham or something, and every pass he just he knew it straight away. And I was like, oh wow! Like if he can, because at that point I was thinking oh, he's going to be playing deep or he's going to be this or that. And I was thinking, well, if you can get everything else, there's clearly something there uh, because he was just so quick with it. He's just yeah. so intelligent. Every ball, he just knew it straight away and they were gone, they were out. And now that he's doing that higher up where he can really make an impact um, and keep attacks moving, keep him sustained. And he tries things as well. After every game, his pass success rate is never as good as Louise or Kamara. But that's okay because he's trying things. It might be 70%. But if two passes work, Villa might score two goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on that Louise thing about maybe being jealous... I say that because he's got freedom, whereas Louise, I think, is better in the holding role because he's just more able, I think, and more physically. Yeah. You know, he's played in that role for, for quite a few years now, um, that sixth role with Villa. Uh, and now he's not playing a sixth role now because it's Kamara, but you, he works better in that position and Tielemann's playing further forward. Yeah, definitely brings the best out of him as well. Let's say Jacob Ramsey is a player that moves on, then this question kind of goes out the window. If Jacob Ramsey is involved in Aston Villa for future seasons to come and Tielemans is playing as well as he is now, can you play McGinn, Louise, Kamara, Tielemans, Ramsey, all in the same side? I, I think you can do it, um, but <laughs> Leon Bailey, <laughs> yeah, no. you know, I, I think you're, you're right there. There are, there are options and the fact that we can get that amount of players on the pitch without it, you know, causing a huge upset to the dynamic, I think is massively, um, you know, encouraging. Really, again, of course, I don't think that would happen because of no, Bailey no, Diaby. But, but, but what you say is right because they're all flexible, and I think yeah. that's the key thing. I think you've uh, got. I think you've got. Obviously, forget Watkins and the defenders and whatnot. Yeah, I think Kamara is the only player that can do the role he does. Yes. I'm, I'm like I'm thinking back to VR now, and I'm like trying to draw it in midair. But you got like Kamara here, yeah. Louise next to him, Tielemans and, and McGinn either side. But you're right. But we've seen McGinn drop. I think next to I think all the players around Kamara, you could put those anywhere yeah, 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 almost. Yeah, I think yeah. Louise could play slightly further forward. I yeah. think McGinn could play on the left. Yeah. Tielemans could play as the second striker. Yeah. Like I think those are quite they're all, fluid. They're all. We all know where their strongest position is. Yeah. But you're right. Louise can bump up. McGinn can drop down. And we say, oh, they can do those different roles. They are doing them though, because in a game, Tielemans, you know, it's not as, as, as you know, it's not as simple as playing off the left. He plays off the left and, and, the left and yeah. he gives the ball to McGinn and McGinn. It's not FIFA. They are fluid. <laughs> they are changing. This is why Louise has got so many goals and assists this season. He doesn't just stand next to Kamara <laughs> like uh, the uh, sticks and the football. Oh, um... football. It's not like that, of course. <laughs> it's more fluid. There's more uh, changes. And yeah, Tielemans is 
good for that because again when he has freedom he can lose his markers he's, in, he's so intelligent he's like that VR thing we did he, his scan rate would have been uh, oh. it might have been as good as mine I've still got whiplash from that <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he's, he's a top player and I'm just glad that we've he's found and settled on a role now mm. um, and this seems to be a common theme with Emery he seems to pick up a player and we're questioning okay well where's he going to fit in and all of a sudden he's playing a different role and we're thinking <laughs> oh how has he seen that just as a side point as well he's only 26 yeah which is bizarre because he feels like he probably should be about he's, about, know, like said, he's played a lot of minutes he's yeah. played from an early age and played week in week out yeah. at international level as well yeah. in Belgium he's played a lot so that, I think that was what some of the concerns might have been mm-hmm. internally in, amongst football clubs his legs he's going to burn out at some yeah. point he, he's probably got the body of a or the legs of a 32 year old yeah. with the amount of minutes yeah. he's played and that will catch up with yeah. him so we don't want to give him a massive contract on big money because yeah, yeah. when he's 28 he might be knackered mm. that could still be the case of course um, but there's a reason there aren't any signs of that at the moment no, and a it, player that's on the, on the decline yeah. and again positionally where he's playing of course he's still running and you know putting in a shift of course, you know, of course he's playing top level football but he's not being asked to go up and down and make 12 tackles in a game like someone you know like a Louise would and get involved in that way he's yeah as I say has more freedom to kind of pick his moments yes exactly um so the kind of the all action Tielemans that was at Leicester uh isn't necessarily the case of Villa now we're just Emery's basically just selected Yuri Tielemans and picked his best like attributes if that makes sense mm. and we're just going to focus on those ones yeah. rather than ask you to do everything else that you probably don't want to do and that other players can probably do better than you so it's finding where you know that's that sounds like a bit of a luxury but to have it in a team that's doing so well you know and we're not nothing's going through Tielemans and Tielemans only we've got John McGinn over there we've got Bailey <laughs> Watkins he's just a part of a system that's just working so well and again I've said before like we signed Paul Torres and you're thinking okay well how's that gonna how's that dynamic gonna work um and it works perfectly it's like next year how are we going to evolve again mm. under Emery you know we're going to sign a striker and play him as a left wing back like <laughs> you do, I have no idea so um that's what's exciting as well yeah he's proving that he can not only you know sign these players and attract them but he's changing their game to a level that they wouldn't have even yeah, anticipated you know Torres coming to the Premier League probably thought oh you know I can play my game because I know Emery well but he probably didn't think he'd be adapting this quickly and be so fundamental to a team that is chasing you know probably I don't think you know are we out of the title race probably um, but up until now up until his injury we were there so yeah um, yeah really exciting and for Tielemans really happy that he's kind of he seems to have settled now and he's doing his thing so uh, yeah should be improving even more in the next couple months right John I think that'll do us for this little mini uh, episode just about Yuri Tielemans get involved in the comments as always and share your opinions on Yuri Tielemans and how he fits in John thanks for your time as always thanks everyone for tuning in plenty more content on Claret Blue coming up so stay subscribed and we'll see you on the next one